Welcome to the Sensual Power Podcast. This is a podcast for women, AFAP people, and anyone looking to learn more about generational trauma, childhood trauma, narcissistic abuse, sacred sexuality, and healing any wounds around money, sex, relationships, self, and doing expansion work with that. Everything that I'm talking about is based on my own experiences of healing and the work that I do with my clients. Keep in mind, though, I am a cis white woman, so the views that I express do come with a sense of privilege, and if harm is done, I am always willing to repair harm, so please reach out if that happens. Otherwise, stay tuned and listen to your next episode right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Central Power. I'm your host, Valerie Schrader. So today I want to talk about the thing that everybody is talking about, which is the Super Bowl halftime show. More importantly, Shakira and JLo and what they have done for women. Now, uh, first, let me say as a pole dancer and somebody that has taught pole dancing for nearly 17 years now um, and done it for almost 21 It was so freaking awesome to see it on such a large platform. The pole dancers that were hired to accompany J-Lo did phenomenally at the show. They did definitely a mix of choreography and freestyling, which if you're not sure what freestyling means, means they were just kind of going with the music, doing their own sequences of tricks. Um, They looked beautiful. Their costuming was gorgeous and totally appropriate. And J-Lo doing what she could do in the pole, given she was singing and holding a mic in her hand, was phenomenal. And I think all of us can agree, she looked hot as hell doing it. And so did Shakira. Even though Shakira wasn't pole dancing, Shakira was doing her signature belly dancing. She was doing dances from her Lebanese and her Colombian culture. And it was beautiful to see such great representation on the stage. And both of them just put on an incredible show. But it was a show that was so much more than just entertaining. There was so many messages to get from it. And again, first for me, like the poll was obviously the biggest thing. And I loved seeing it. And of course, now uh, my students and myself all want LED polls because why not? (laughs) Shiny objects, right? Um, It was incredible, but what it did was so much more than entertain everybody. And yes, there's definitely been some negative conversations going on, and there's been a lot of positive conversations going on as well. Um, And you know, that's with anything. There's always going to be people that are having a problem with something, and we're going to get to that. But I want to focus on the good parts first, because what we saw out there were two women, ages 43 and 50 years old, kicking ass and taking names. They were dancing at a level that most of us that are trained dancers are not doing at their ages because our bodies have been beaten down from years and years and years of dance and high-level dancing. So the fact that the two of them were performing at the level that they're performing at still, and we're not talking good for 43 or good for 50. Like, they were good dancers. They were good fucking dancers. And they were keeping up with the dancers that were accompanying them that I guarantee you are half their age or if not younger. 
that alone was impressive because in our society, especially with media, oh my God, how fucking often are we taught that the moment that we become over 40 as women, we are suddenly too old, we're matronly, we're drying up, we're no longer sexual creatures, we're no longer sexy or beautiful. And while that has been changing for years, a little bit at a time, I feel like the two of them really just blew the roof off of that. Because we see women like um, Helen Mirren and others that still look sexy as hell as they're aging. And Angela Bassett and just uh, so many of them looking gorgeous at the ages they're at. And not just for their age. They're gorgeous women. They are sexy, mature women that have life experiences that most of us don't understand. And many of us do because of their backgrounds, their careers. But these are women that are not just, you know, retiring, going and sitting at some assisted living facility, playing um, pinochle or... (laughs) Or, you know, doing bingo and and little golf games if they're lucky. You know, they're they're doing things. They're still acting. They're still singing. They're still performing. They're still living full lives. And they're still owning their bodies. And I think last night, that was definitely the lid of the coffin popping off, blowing off, saying, hey, We ladies over 40 are not dried up. We are sexy. We are strong. We are empowered. We are powerful. We are owning our bodies. And we are still desirous and wanting creatures that have a whole list of goals left to accomplish in our lives. We're not going to sit down anymore. And I loved that. Being somebody that's 40 and, you know, heading into that place... It is amazing to see women putting it out there and showing that, yeah, 40 and 50, those are not ages to start stopping or slowing down. Those are ages to still keep going. Outside of that, these are moms. These are mothers that are showing their children that as women, Well, they love being mothers, and it is very clear if you've seen either of them with their children, they love being mothers, and they are completely devoted to their children, but they're also devoted to themselves. Um, For myself, having a daughter, I have, the one thing I feel like I've done really well as a parent, and let's be honest here as parents, you know, we always kind of feel like we're fucking up in some way. But the one area where I always feel like I've done a really good job is trying to show my daughter that as a woman, you are allowed to go after your goals and dreams and keep pushing. And you're allowed to have an identity outside of your child that is perfectly healthy. It is necessary and it should be normal. And it's not enough because so many moms I I come across when I teach my classes you know, if things change in a schedule or budget, they're the first one that sacrifices always. They're the first person in that household that gives up something to make everybody else happy. They're the last one to get new clothes. They're the last one to do an activity that they want to do. 
they're the last on the list always. And while it, you know, I know that there is sometimes where you have to put your kids first, I think we've gone into this dangerous territory in our world where it's always all about our children. And what kind of a lesson are we teaching them? Well, we're teaching them that they get everything they want when they want it sometimes. We're teaching them that the moment that they enter adulthood, they have to stop dreaming and stop going after their goals. So we spend their whole childhood telling them to go after their dreams and goals, but then we show them as they become adults to stop doing that. And especially our girls, we train them almost from a very young age to understand that we are second best and that we cease to have an identity outside of our children. I have always shared with my daughter who I am outside of her mother. And at the same time, I've always tried to be her mother and be the person that is here for her first and foremost, but also show her that being a mother doesn't mean that I have to stop living. That is completely false, and it's dangerous. It is a dangerous game that we play because it teaches our daughters that they are going to do that too someday. So these women went out there last night, and they showed their children, I am your mom, and I am still me. And both of those things can live within me simultaneously, and I am strong, and I am powerful, and I am sexy, and all of those things are positive and good. And for that, I salute the hell out of them. It is a necessary lesson for girls to be learning. And it was a necessary lesson to see little girls on stage singing out loud, using their voices to express themselves. The political messages in this performance were absolutely incredible and they were striking. Um, the people that didn't get them, I challenge you to go back and really look at it because there were some people I think that criticized her JLo in particular saying she didn't do enough to be politically active and I don't really know what she could have done farther from that with what she did last night because she definitely made some statements. Um, But what they taught little girls was to use their voice and especially both of them being Latina women and you know Shakira is also Middle Eastern because if you're not aware she's actually half Lebanese as well. So for the two of them they taught little brown girls that their voices matter, that they are strong, they're beautiful, they are sexy, and that when they grow up, all of those identities get to belong to them. That's a beautiful lesson. I don't care who you are. That's a beautiful lesson. And it was sad to see that there are some people really, really against it. But I understand why. It's all out of fear and jealousy and insecurity. Anybody that you see right now showing that they are upset with the performance, saying it was vulgar, it was too sexy, I challenge them to go look at performances in past years. You know, last year it was Maroon 5 and Adam Levine took his shirt off. So that was okay, but not J-Lo and Shakira wearing outfits that they always wear when they perform. I mean, I've never seen them wear anything different, really. Um, you know, obviously costuming is different, but I mean, the style, like they have a style. We all know that. So why did you expect them to change it? Shakira has always been known for doing belly dancing in her performances. 
why would you expect her to change it? That's who she is. It's part of her culture and she wants to represent it. J-Lo has always done lots of dancing and movement and mixed hip hop and strength with sexy movements. That's just her. And it's beautiful to watch that combination of both the masculine and feminine movements together. I think that's what's the most threatening to people because it is so powerful and strong and makes such a statement. And it scares the shit out of people because you can't control somebody that is completely and utterly owning their selves and their bodies. So for the men that have been upset by it, it's threatening to them. And I get that because when you have women like them, you can't control them. And good. We're not here for you to control. We're here for you to support just as we support you. Partnership is equal. We are not owned by people and we are not meant to be owned. We are not property. We are women. We are people. And that was something that I think got up under a lot of people's skin that were very upset about it um, for the men and with that. Now for the women that have been upset, and I've actually seen way more women upset saying it was a family-friendly event. Well, to an extent, but you know, the Super Bowl has never been explicitly family-friendly with their halftime shows. So what is the real problem with what they did? Because you know, J-Lo um, quickly doing a few little crotch grabs here and there. Haven't we seen many artists do that? Even athletes, male artists. So why is it different? Because it's a power stance, right? And that's threatening. And it makes women that are insecure with themselves or not feeling in power feel enraged because they can't express that or they think they can't. So we naturally try to cut each other down when we exhibit that type of power. And then there's the whole sexy movement stuff. And yeah, I get your kids are watching, but what did they do that was really that vulgar? They didn't have sex on stage. They didn't strip down naked. They were wearing costuming. They were putting on a show. And yes, some of their movements were sensual, but were they that vulgar? They weren't. The problem is, is that in our society, we would rather shame and we would rather censor sensual behavior that is positive than we would violence. And that is the scary part. That was the real problem. Because when you're censoring sensual movements or a woman expressing herself sensually in a way that is empowering to her, that's more threatening because that changes a narrative that is overrun in our society. And that scares the shit out of people. Because if you have to change it, that means you have to acknowledge that maybe the way that we've all been teaching our children, maybe the way that we've all been living and thinking is wrong. And what we were taught was wrong. And that's why people are threatened. That's why people have been threatened. Because it's changing the ideas that are circulating in minds around the world. And that's not a bad thing. But it's a scary thing for most people, and it's going past status quo. So that's why people are upset about it. And I get it. It's hard to change. But here's the thing. Change is always inevitable. It's been coming. We've been seeing it. And we're not going back. 
So to JLo and Shakira, I completely salute them. I love what they did, and I can't wait to see how much further things go from here because it's time. It's time to start seeing women as strong and powerful and sexy in their own right and not for the desires of other people, but for themselves. And it's time for women to start using their voices and instead of tearing each other down, lifting each other up. Because let's be real here. If as a society, we took all of us that are minorities, whether it be women, people of color, LGBTQ people, disabled people, if you took them all together, it would scare the shit out of a very small group of people because there's way more power there. But the fact that we work against each other, even as women, is what's really sad. And I can't wait for that to continue changing. Now on the plus side, I've actually seen way more positivity toward what those two women did. So there's definitely change coming. And again, to them, I salute the hell out of them. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. So feel free to send me a message through my website, sensualpower.com, or hit me up on Facebook or Instagram at sensualpower. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. Keep striving to make your voices heard and living your best life, just like Shakira and JLo.